everyone. Welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Melanie Wise. And I'm your other host, Jen Otero. Mercy Talk is presented to you by Mercy Multiplied, a nonprofit Christian organization that is committed to seeing hope restored and lives transformed through the love and power of Christ. Since 1983, Mercy has helped thousands of young women break free from life-controlling behaviors and struggles through our free-of-charge, biblically-based residential program. That's right. And Mercy's outreach activities are designed to educate, equip, and empower men and women of all ages to live free and to stay free. So on Mercy Talk, we want to tackle real-life issues and everyday struggles that affect our lives by applying the same biblically-based principles of freedom that we've seen effectively change lives for 35 years. To find out more, go to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Well, last week, we started a very fun and interesting conversation <laughs> with a special guest, Amy Norton, on the book and the program based around the book, uh, Five Voices. And Amy comes in with just a vast amount of experience in working with leaders and leadership teams. And really, that's what Giant Worldwide, the organization that released this, this program and this book, is all about. And I mean, we just barely got started and could not wait for this week's episode because we just I mean it was just there was so much that we could talk about around this but we have Amy back with us this week so Amy welcome back I'm so happy to be back we're so glad to have you well and I also want to encourage our listeners right now if you did not listen last week we get a little bossy in this moment push pause go back listen because there was a lot of foundational information Mm -hmm. that we shared that we're going to kind of breeze through a little quicker today because we don't want to take a lot of time reiterating what's already been discussed Mm -hmm. so if If you've not listened last week, take a moment, go back, listen, and then join us again. I feel like last week's episode was like all foundational. Yes. So, so important. So as we kind of dive in today, if you start to go, huh, that's probably a good assessment that you should probably stop and go back and and listen. So, but with that, Amy, would you give us a quick kind of synopsis about your experience, like what you love about this, anything that you feel like listeners would like to hear sort of as an intro to who you are and what you bring? Thank you, Jen. Yes. So Giant is all about leadership transformation. Mm -hmm. And the point of what we're doing with individuals and teams is to help liberate everybody to be empowered to thrive. Um, And it it all comes back to knowing yourself to lead yourself. What does it feel like to be on the other side of me asking and answering that question and then having a healthy culture where I can operate in with my my family, with my team, where everybody has the opportunity to be set free from the things that hold us back. So So it really is about leadership transformation and liberation. Mm -hmm. And I loved so much how you pointed out last week that this does not just help people who are in leadership positions with us within an organization mm-hmm. but I know that you share just y'all's heart about I mean everyone mm-hmm. is a leader right within their workplace within their home within their community whatever it is that they are doing um, to understand that you have a leadership voice mm-hmm. it's important it's needed and I think some people can just kind of shrink back maybe because their voice hasn't been valued or they aren't aware of what their voice is they don't really know what they bring to the table and so this is all about helping everyone understand their voice, everyone understand their value that they bring, whether or not they have a leadership title. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Name. And how that plays into family and marriage and Absolutely. parenting and all of the things that... Mm-hmm. You know, we all walk in in different capacities. That's yeah. so cool. Well, I mean, so last week we really unpacked as best we could in like 20 minutes. <laughs> right. This whole idea of the five voices, this book, this program. Again, go back and listen. But <laughs> if we could just give like a couple of minutes of a breakdown of kind of what the, the book is about, what this idea of the voices is, just for some foundation today. 
absolutely absolutely the five voices is a lens or a filter that we can look through to help understand how we hear and value other people Mm -hmm. and understand how others hear and value us the idea behind it is that everybody has a voice but not everybody's heard and for us to have really healthy culture and for us to really be able to liberate ourselves and other people that we live and do life with and work with we actually have to know how we're being heard and valued and how others are hearing and valuing us. Mm -hmm. So our our simple tool is based on five sticky, simple, easy to remember voices that each have their own characteristics. And simply put, each voice is a champion of something. Mm -hmm. And if you think about the, the axiom, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, when all of the voices are operating in the zone, in the sweet spot, you have the opportunity for that healthy culture dynamic that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. Uh, So all the voices have varying degrees of volume. And I will go in reverse order from softest voice, meaning this is the voice you may not hear if the environment's not safe, to the loudest voice, which is the voice you're going to hear all the time if we're not intentional, if, it, if it's an accidental environment. So the nurturer is the champion of people and values and relational harmony. They are the people who are really all about pe- relationships inside organizations or the family. The creative is the champion of innovation and future ideas and organizational integrity. So they're really focused on on future and making sure we are dreaming about how we're going to grow and how we're going to move toward the future. Mm -hmm. The guardian is the champion of due diligence and resources and effective process. Mm -hmm. So you can already hear just from the description of three how different everybody is. The connector is the champion of relational networks and internal collaboration and effective communication. All of these, they're all so important. I could spend hours talking about each one. And then last but not least is the pioneer. And the pioneer voice is the champion of strategic vision and results in problem solving. Mm-hmm. So I love the analogy of the Justice League. I have a, a friend named Bill DeMarco. He's a, an Air Force colonel and came up with this idea. It's actually mentioned in the book um, that if you if you have the Justice League, you have Batman and Aquaman and Wonder Woman and I forget all the rest of them. But imagine if you had an underwater emergency and you didn't have an Aquaman. Right. You'd be up a creek. Mm-hmm. Pardon the pun. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. You'd be up a creek. I did not plan that. <laughs> but the, the idea is that all these voices are really needed. And if you don't have a voice represented in your family or in your organization, there are going to be some things that are harder. So an organization with no nurturers feels very dry. Mm-hmm. Uh, a family with no pioneers may not have a, a vision for what they want to accomplish as a family. So mm-hmm. you can see already what the benefit of, of knowing what you're voices. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so good. So Amy, can you help us understand how, especially for listeners and for those that you work with, how do you go about finding out what is your predominant voice? We've talked about what they are, sort of, you know, what they're driven by, but how does one go about figuring out, okay, that is definitely my predominant voice. Yeah, that's such a good question. And you need the you need the language. You need to understand how the tool works and what the characteristics are. Mm-hmm. So reading the book, going to a, a retreat where you can learn about it, that's that's a really easy way to get the, the information. Mm-hmm. Um, the survey that we have on our website gives you a quick little glance at what, what the voices look like. Yeah. But really it's about getting curious and being curious about who you are. Mm-hmm who you naturally are. And the interesting thing is that we are we are products of, of nature and nurture. Mm-hmm. So we're hardwired and come right. into the world with certain tendencies and preferences in our behavior. 
but we also are shaped by nurture, all mm-hmm. of the external Im- influences. Yeah. So you may have a role that causes you to perform a lot of pioneering duties, and that may feel like a really strong voice, and in fact, it, it can be. Mm-hmm. But you also may have some natural tendencies to care for people, and if you're not intentional recognizing what those things are, you can feel really out of balance. So right. curiosity, a long way around of answering your question, is curiosity about who you are naturally, what are the things that you that are really important to you that you really value and a little more understanding of the tool and what the characteristics are of each voice can help with that Mm, yeah i think that's so good to point out um that nature and nurture piece because i know that even personally well we actually have all decided that we are all nurturers well Mm -hmm. jen you're still kind of new to this i'm still new to this so we'll see that's what i so far that's what i'm most drawn to and mm -hmm. i think that's probably a good starting right even as you're sharing this for listeners to go wait a minute i feel like that's Probably. Right. How often I was thinking earlier when I was thinking this through, how often we take the time to be intentional enough to go, wait a minute, what do I like and how am I wired? It was actually a bit of a challenge for me to go, wait a minute, where do I fall into this? Because you just do life and you just live life and you're in relationship and you're just kind of going. But there's such an intentionality to this that's so good for us Mm -hmm. to stop and go, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, how am I wired? And to also think like what is natural for me Mm -hmm. and I am just thinking about how, you know, we've we've all fallen into that nurture category um, kind of as our dominant voice. And um, for me, you know, I think even coming here to Mercy, you know, we work in the corporate office here at Mercy. Right. Now, the, the culture of a corporate office is going to be a little bit different than the culture of one of our Mercy homes, right? Mm-hmm. It's just going to feel different. It's more business. It's more about getting things done. And um, as we, as a leadership team, have gone through this, we've realized that we've had very, very few nurturers. As far as actual people in this office, I'm the only nurturer on the leadership team. And so I think over the course of time, you know, I've been here now for six years, and I think there was this kind of, um, I didn't feel like my voice really had a place at the table just because there weren't any others. And, and I, even as a team, we've all recognized like, man, we were kind of missing this and we didn't realize that we were missing this. And, um, so I just kind of learned how to quiet it. Mm-hmm. Like I just right. didn't use it much yeah. anymore. Cause I'm like, that's not really, it doesn't feel like it's valued. I didn't know that was what was happening in the moment. I can see that now, yeah. but in the moment I was like, well, I guess I'll just kind of shut this part of who I am down mm-hmm. here and just really move forward with the other voice that I feel like is more my dominant one. And so as we've been doing this, I've realized like nature has told me that this voice isn't important and it doesn't have a place at the table. Um, but really that's who I am. Yeah. That really is who I am. And starting to realize like there is a place for this so and the good. rest of the team, I think recognizing there's a place for this has mm-hmm. been really very liberating for me on a personal level. And so I think it's important as you're trying to determine who am I like, what has the environment told me it has to shut down or what has not been valued, but actually really is a part of who I am as a person. And so that's been really, really important. So I think it's good that you've kind of, brought that part into the conversation and I and I would love to know just that being said what are some of those things what are some of those challenges that can arise when you are not aware of your own voice or really not valuing other voices because you're just not aware Hmm. great question and I think one quick way 
for this podcast today to talk about this is helping people understand what their weapon systems are with their voice. Yes. So the same way that you need to be curious about what feels like you naturally, that's how you point toward understanding what your voice is. There's also this whole interesting notion that we all come equipped with a weapon system. Mm -hmm. And that sounds terrible, but it actually helps us understand how we undermine ourselves. Yeah. And that intentional awareness, what does it feel like to be on the other side of me, is actually a really key piece of every voice being able to be in an environment where they can be heard and valued, mm-hmm. that, that safety feature. The nurturer shuts down if she doesn't feel safe, if, if it does not feel like an environment where my ideas are valued, where people are actually creep excuse me, creating space where I can be heard, then I'm not going to share. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep my opinions or my thoughts to myself if I feel that I'm going to be attacked. And that's because some of the voices come with a weapon system that is like a weapon. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's intended to critique and pressure test an idea. The Pioneer, for example, the weapon system is a shoulder launch grenade. <laughs> and so what this looks like, uh, you know, if Jen were a pioneer as her first voice, she's walking around with this shoulder launch grenade saying, okay, who's got the best idea? Best idea wins. And, you know, so Melanie shares her idea and Jen says, well, that was stupid. Oh, man. <laughs> that sounds like you, Any Jen. other decent ideas? <laughs> right. That's what that looks like. It's It can be sarcasm. It can be just really strong critique. Mm-hmm. And what the, the idea behind the pioneers that they want to get to the future fast. So. Right. We've got to knock down the stuff that's weak and only let the strong stuff stand. And if that machine gun is pointed over the heart of the nurturer, the connector, the creative feeler's idea, you're going to blow blow that person up and they're going to be bloody on the ground. So it it can be a very powerful weapon that can be used for good or for ill. So if it's pointed at a log jam and blowing something out of the water that is getting in the way of our ability to achieve our vision or our mission, then by all means, use that shoulder launch grenade. But pioneers have to learn how to keep the safety catch on Mm. and recognize the strength of their critiques that's so, great mm-hmm. yeah Ugh, that's just so an example <laughs> that's so it's so good and I think again even when you were describing the voices earlier literally when you just said the first three I was just thinking like that's all you would even need to know to see how these can come in so much conflict mm-hmm. with one another and then when someone is under stress or whenever they're upset or they've been hurt how they can yeah. just unknowingly yeah. launch and I mean for the nurturer that's the, it's the only one that doesn't have what would be considered as a weapon yes. but it's the medic kit mm-hmm. is their weapon and so it's the withholding of care mm-hmm. whenever a nurturer is you know hurt or under stress they'll hold back yeah and so again on a personal level when you've realized like oh my goodness I have absolutely done that 100% done that and it was because my voice and my weapon system is this and when I feel under attack this is what I do and again that's why it's so important and if you don't understand that that's what is at work um, you can just be out there wounding people and everybody's out bloody on the field and you don't know what happened you know so the way that might look if you have your medic kit with all of the things in it that you need to take care of the practical needs of the people around you. You come to your job, to your role, ready to do that. And Mm -hmm. if... I devalue you somehow or make you feel that you don't matter, you're going to withhold that care. Mm-hmm. And so what you might get from Melanie, if if Amy has done that to her, is an icy wall. Mm-hmm. Instead of the warm, generous, caring person that you are, if I've done something to interfere with your feeling valued or Jen on your team, if I've made her feel undervalued, our tendency as nurturers is often to withhold that care. Mm -hmm. And so just awareness around that, Mm -hmm. if we see that we are 
quiet in meetings, if we see that we're not sharing, if we're not engaging, that's a signal, okay, this is my weapon system and it actually hurts me because I'm I'm wired for relationships. Right. So it becomes a, a signal to yourself, an awareness signal, and it's a signal to other people on your team if they're seeing that kind of behavior, they can actually say, hey, mm-hmm. Melanie, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I'm feeling this icy cold blast coming. <laughs> yep. It's not normally you. What, yep. What's happened here? So. Well, I love it because now that we all know our voices on our leadership team here and we know the triggers, now we can't, there's no escaping it. Like if someone knows, oh, I know what's coming out of you right now. Like what's going on? Let's right. talk about this. Yeah, it's, but it's so it's helpful. Good. It's, it's so helping. Good. Well, I'm just sitting here thinking too, even with marriage. Oh man, yes. I mean, that's probably could be a whole nother show in itself, but how often these things kick up even in just... I'm sitting here going, what is my husband? (laughs) You know Uh, what I mean? Just thinking through how that plays out is such an important piece too. Totally. I actually have a funny story. My husband is a pioneer Mm -hmm. and I'm a nurturer and we're, we're absolutely opposite. And we've said many times, we wish we'd had this language as early married people that we would have argued probably differently Mm -hmm. or about different things. And he's finally learned that, you know, his machine or grenade launcher is not helpful when I'm in stress. And if he's going to point that grenade launcher at my ideas and say, well, that was just you shouldn't think that way that's stupid that doesn't actually help Mm -hmm. you know he's learned to bring some relational care so he might borrow my medic kit and help try to meet my my needs (laughs) in that moment so Mm -hmm. it actually does become a great tool to help with marriage as well yeah that's awesome it makes me wonder if in the context of team um even friends like do you tend to surround yourself with people who are like you and how that can pose a challenge Mm. in and of itself Mm -hmm. like I'm thinking through like all of my history and I'm like do I just only bring along nurturers to be part of my life or to be part of my team or to be part of like whatever it is that I'm doing right do I tend towards people that I connect with and therefore you lose a lot in doing that I think you can. There's this expression that water seeks its own level. And I think we do naturally gravitate toward people who are, we have chemistry with. Yeah. And nurturers are going to have easy chemistry with one another. Whereas Mm -hmm. nurturers and pioneers, maybe not Mm -hmm. immediately or not Mm -hmm. always. So I think there is a tendency to be attracted to people who have similar voice and characteristics. Mm -hmm. But also, I think about my own relationships at work and in my personal life and the people who speak a different voice bring such value. Yeah. When I'm able to, our one of our co-founders, Steve Cockrum, is a pioneer. And I love having an opportunity to, to problem solve with him because he always helps me think about things in a new way. And my defenses are down with him because I mm-hmm. totally trust him. So I'm very attracted to other voices who can help me think sure. about things in a new way. Uh, so I, I do think... It's a both and probably. Mm -hmm. And if you're one-sided, if all you have are nurture friends or nurture colleagues at work, that's an aha. Maybe I need to be intentional looking. Who can help shape my life in a different way so I'm not one-sided or one-dimensional? And if you're in charge of a team Mm. and hiring and that kind of thing to really be mindful of going, okay, what are the gaps on my team? Yes. And we, we're talking about mercy, but I think of pastors or youth mm-hmm. pastors. I mean, all of the different people that listen, like once you know your voice, you're able to begin to go, mm-hmm. where are the gaps in my team or the people that are around me that I need to be more intentional about making sure, yep. whether that's hiring or connecting with, or, you know, even thinking down to like the level of like youth pastor, if you see certain kids in your group that are not connecting, how do you bring in other people to make sure they're similar? Vo- I mean, this could just, oh man, absolutely. In every my sphere of life. Goodness. Yep. <laughs> absolutely. My goodness. 
Well, Amy, could you give us a little bit of an idea? We've kind of talked about, you know, the challenges that come. What is some of the good fruit that comes when you do have a clear idea of your voice? And I would even add to the voices of those in your sphere. What is the good fruit that can come from that, would you say? If I'm thinking about the team and organizational circle of influence, the thing that automatically comes to mind is engagement. Mm -hmm. When people are heard and valued, when they have the opportunity to weigh in and know that they matter, your engagement inside those organizations just skyrockets. Gallup released a statistic at the end of 2017 about engagement in the workplace. And only 30% of people are really engaged in their work Mm -hmm. and feeling connected and purposeful. That's really sad to me. And I think that's in large part because we are accidental in how we build communication and build relationships in our teams. We tend to be very intentional in how we execute around tasks and responsibilities. And that's a good thing. But I think the immediate fruit that comes when you bring an objective lens into your organization is this opportunity for greater engagement. Mm-hmm. Hearing things you wouldn't have otherwise heard if you didn't have this mm-hmm. this language. Right. Opportunities that you might have missed if you didn't have this language. So that, that would be the fruit in the, the team and organization circle. And I think in the personal family friend circle, it's better connectedness, mm-hmm. better ability to meet people where they are. Uh, if if I know that my husband is a pioneer and needs room to, to dream big mm-hmm. and I'm always caging him in, our marriage is going to suffer. Yeah. And if he's never slowing down to say, what do you need? What do you need to feel safe right now? If I'm not having a chance to voice that, our marriage is going to suffer. And, mm-hmm. and same with kids so and friendships too. So that's that's what comes to my I mind. I love that. It's so good. Uh, well, and I'm thinking back to even last week when you just talked about how at the end of the day, this is all about liberation and about um, really being free to be who you are, to bring your gifts to the table and allowing everyone else to do that. And how a family, an organization, a community will just thrive when everyone feels totally liberated in within their voice. And um, I know that there are kind of some standard liberation statements that go along with each voice. Um, so I don't know if you want to share just kind of a brief synopsis of what that is. You don't have to go through each voice, but yeah. just like the idea behind liberation statements. Yeah, so I think nurturers in particular can have have amnesia and forget who they are. So that the nurturer is a great example. Maybe we could just use that one for today. Yeah. Uh, everybody needs to remember who they are. And, and if we remember what other people need to be fully liberated, whether we're in a meeting or just having a conversation, we can be mindful of that mm-hmm. and intentionally direct our energy to who do, what does this person on the other side of me need really yeah. to be liberated? So for the nurturer, what we usually talk about in terms of the, the statement for that, nurturers need to know that their contribution is valued. And we've got to take time if we're on the other side of a nurture to really draw that out and invest time in helping them remember that you believe that their contribution is, is invaluable uh, because they forget. I forget that the mm-hmm. contribution that I bring is important. So if, if Jen, you take time to remind me of that, it brings me to life. Mm-hmm. And that, that may sound crazy that I would forget that that's my contribution, but I do. Yeah. Uh, pioneers, on the other hand, don't need to be empowered. They need to be set free mm-hmm. to do what they do well, which is think strategically and how we can take the hill and how we can win. So when I when I honor a pioneer for the way that they've been wired and mm-hmm. naturally made and allow them that space, they actually bring their best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. Well, I'm looking through some of the different liberation statements for the voices and... Um, 
it was so interesting when our team decided, you know, we were kind of working through this, this element of the program and, um, you know, we were kind of all connecting with different parts of the statement next to our own voice. But then, like, there were a few maybe statements in some of the other voices that we were like, oh, but this one I really personally connect with. Because we are all complex human. This is not in any shape or form trying to put people in a box and say this right. is where you belong. Right. But to be able to just put some words and some language to who we are. And so we actually created our own individual liberation statements using a lot of the ones that were already provided. But taking out the ones that we didn't personally connect with and bringing mm-hmm. in the ones that we did and so now um, we literally like I have my own you know our executive director has her own everybody on our team has their own and it was so funny when we were sharing ours um, I think it was at our last team exercise that we did and just realizing the things that other people valued that I don't like and just say, I mean, because I'm looking at this, pioneers, they need to be respected for competence, you know, connectors, let me share my stories and get excited. Guardians, again, professionalism, competence, like creatives want you, they need the freedom to be able to dream and to think of, you know, nurturers need to be affirmed. And it was just so funny to hear around the table, people saying like, I need you to believe that I'm competent. Like, that's really important. And I'm sitting there going like, I mean, I do want to feel competent. It's not that I don't care, but like that's not a huge need of mine when I come into work every day. And it was just really interesting because you typically treat others the way you want to be treated, which is not a bad thing. Right. But it's just assuming like, well, what I need is what you need, right? So I'll give you what, and they're like, I don't even care about that. I actually need you to give me this. Mm-hmm. It has been huge. And so actually one of the things that I have a dream of for our group is that like over the course of time, the more we share our own um, that I will start to like be able to almost say everyone on our teams, like, you know, not verbatim, but to be able to say like, I know what Rebecca needs. I know what yeah. Leah needs. I know what Brooke needs. Like yeah. I can basically tell you because we've said them so many times. Mm-hmm. So that not only shapes our meetings, but also our hallway conversations or just anytime I'm interacting with them. Um, I just think that that part has been huge for us, the, the liberation statement. So. Well, you're right on so many fronts, and we are a complex mix of all these voices, and it's not a surprise to me that you would see elements in each each of our scripted liberation statements that you would want to take as your own, because mm-hmm. you you are a nurturer and a, and a connector, and you're all of these things, right. so you should find elements that are appealing, but also elements that are mystifying, so yeah. I, I don't care about winning all the time. I care about winning some of the time. Right. That's sure. not a driver for me, mm-hmm. Sure, but if I know that, you know, as a pioneer, Pioneer, that is something that matters to you. I can help you win mm-hmm. by honoring that. Right. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, Amy, as we get ready to wrap up today, do you feel like you have any final thoughts or encouragements or kind of last tidbits that you'd like to leave with our listeners? Oh, there's so much. I know. That's a hard one. <laughs> Where to start? <laughs> Go, girl. Uh, so, so I think if I were going to give everybody a charge, a, a healthy challenge to think about, I would ask you to reflect on, am I for other people more than I'm for myself? Am I against anybody Mm. or am I for myself? Mm. At the end of the day, most of the time we can be for ourselves Mm -hmm. and healthy culture, healthy teams, the voices, none of it works if we are not really 
radically being for other people more than mm. we're being for ourselves. It doesn't mean that our needs don't matter. They matter very much. We actually have to know what we need and want sure. to be able to delegate effectively, to be able to build healthy relationships. But if we really want this to work well, if we if we really desire liberation in our lives, it's about humility. And humility is not about thinking less of our, ourselves. It's about thinking of ourselves less. Mm. Mm. That's great. That was a mic drop of a statement. <laughs> All right. And that's it. <laughs> no, I do, before we sign off, Amy, I'd want to make sure that I'm, you know, would not be surprised at all if there aren't listeners who've thought, oh my goodness, I need more of this. Right. I need to tell my boss about this. Our organization might want to go through this. Mm-hmm. How are the ways that people can connect with you guys? Really easy. Go to our website, www.giantworldwide.com, fivevoices.com, the number fivevoices.com mm-hmm. will get you right to our our Five Voices book and a lot of our resources. But those two websites are the quickest way to get a download on some resources and information. Great. Perfect. Well, I'm excited that we actually aren't done. I'm sad that this is our last show with you, Amy, because we clearly could have gone on and on. (laughs) Um, But I'm excited that we're not finished with this series. Mm -hmm. So we're going to actually bring in over the next couple of weeks, a couple of members of our leadership team, our own executive director is going to be coming in. And then also a Mercy Talk favorite, Brooke Heels is going to be coming in. (laughs) So we're going to have a lot of fun just unpacking more of this and really just talking about what this has looked like for us and what we've been learning as a team. Um, And so we're really excited and hope that you'll continue to join us. I'll be tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any thoughts or questions about what we discussed, or if you'd like to share your ideas for future podcast topics, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiply.com. And if you're enjoying Mercy Talk, be sure that you go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and to leave us a five-star review. We also want to remind you that Mercy Multiplied and Mercy Talk are funded solely by donors, and we are so thankful for the support of so many people all over the country and even the world. So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll join us next week.